I recently received an email from podcast listener David MacArthur from New York, who writes, As you may have heard, a Eurasian owl named Flaco has escaped into Central Park. He is now living in the woods across from my house. I saw him yesterday and am wondering whether it would be legitimate to include him on my life list. Thank you in advance for your expert adjudication. I guess I am sort of an expert in what is countable or not, because in 2013, I did a big year for the lower 48, trying to see as many birds as possible during that calendar year. The American Birding Association sets the official rules for big year totals, so any birder's big year numbers can be fairly compared to anyone else's. The final total of species I saw in the wild was 604, but only 593 of them were countable by ABA rules at the time. I'm perfectly happy telling people I saw over 600 species that year, but always with the explanation that that was my personal total, and that my ABA total, the one that counts for any fair comparison with anyone else's total, is just 593. Rules for big year and ABA lists are strict, but there are no rules for counting whatever we want on our personal lists, including our life list. Reports of the New York City Eagle Owl on eBird are flagged exotic escapee. If I lived near New York, I'd still do my best to see and photograph it and report it on eBird in the same way I put Chucker on my eBird list after seeing a group in my own neighborhood. Like the eagle owl, the chuckers apparently escaped from a game farm and are not countable on any official Minnesota list, but it's still worth keeping track of escaped birds just in case some eventually do end up breeding in the upper Midwest, as they already do in the West. David MacArthur also mentioned that a few years ago he saw a little flock of helmeted guinea fowl on a country road in upstate New York. Like my chuckers, those had clearly escaped from captivity. I've got helmeted guinea fowl on my own life list because I saw them in the wild in Uganda in 2016. They're native to Africa, but they've been introduced in the West Indies, Brazil, Australia, and southern France. They've never been introduced in America, though many aviculturists keep them in aviaries and on game farms. In 2021, I saw and photographed a small flock of them in Port Wing, Wisconsin, but did not list them on eBird. Even though they weren't in any enclosure, they belonged to people who have a lot of exotic animals, and my seeing them didn't feel all that exciting. If I see them again, especially if they wander to another property, I'll list them on eBird, not that they'd be countable, but like my chuckers, reports could provide valuable data points if escaped birds ever do start breeding in the United States. The likelihood of David's Eurasian eagle owl starting a naturalized population is not just remote, it's impossible without any wild eagle owls within thousands of miles to mate with. But if the species ever did become established in North America, it would be valuable to know when the first individuals first appeared. 
more important in the here and now, keeping track of this one individual is essential for all kinds of conservation reasons in a city where rat poison and other urban dangers are so prevalent. Beyond that, I'd relish a chance to see the species that delivered all those sweets to Draco Malfoy his first year at Hogwarts. If I saw Flaco, the memory would be more vivid and exciting than the memory of a lot of my countable lifers. He may not be a legitimate twitch on anyone's quote official lists, but based on the number of people thrilled to be seeing him right now, Flaco has earned an honored place on a lot of people's life lists of avian treasures. And isn't that what life lists are all about? I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.